With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucinda Williams, ladies and gentlemen, is today's uh, musical guest on the Friday Fun Fest. Shocked to see that Lucinda is now 65 years old, January 26, 1953. Uh, fantastic songwriter and singer, and uh, everyone in country music has done uh, tried to get her to show up and do duets with her. Like, uh, like dang near everybody that comes from the south she was born in lake charles louisiana what's with lake charles louisiana and she sings about it a lot and, patrick yeah, i know that's one of her songs but she has an incredible number there's an incredible number of people born there isn't yeah, there that, yeah. that that become famous something about i've been it? lucky to see lucinda a oh, bunch really? of times and uh really? including in some small venues yeah down in austin and she is so good so good she what sounds is, tough too like yeah. don't mess with her yeah what is her audience? Uh, people like me, you know, just middle-aged white people. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. Uh, but, the, you know, she's true country. You know, this isn't the, the garbage country that no, no, I hate not, so much. She has not modernized. No, much. no. And you're right. She's done some duets with some really big artists. She's we, really good. We, uh, we, I found a couple of those I was looking for. It. But I, uh, I always run across her on Outlaw Country, and I said, you know... If we can negotiate the terms of an agreement, I think we should have Lucinda as our musical guest on a Friday Fun Fest. Absolutely. So. Uh, one album, if you're looking for some Lucinda to buy, uh, live at the Fillmore oh, yeah. West, I think mm-hmm. it is. Uh, I don't know which Fillmore it's at, but it's a really good show. All righty. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks uh, for that insight. Because. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's good enough so John wouldn't have to charge in here and start correcting <laughs> I think John loves her, too. I'm pretty sure John likes her. And you yeah. know who else loves her? Suchi boy. Oh, really? Suchi gave me my his approval yesterday. Well, now I'm going to have to rethink my stance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sad news in, on two fronts today. Uh, this this uh, uh, happened uh, a couple of days ago. Just came became news yesterday. Keith Fonhorst, uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota, yep. uh, offensive tackle for the uh, San Francisco Forty Niners during their dynasty years, uh, All Pro on uh, a couple of occasions, first team All Pro nineteen eighty three nineteen eighty four, two time uh, Super Bowl champion, uh, and has died at age sixty six. He had uh, kidney disease, and then he also had neurological issues, as do so many football players. He attended Dwight Clark Day at Levi Stadium in October, but he was in a wheelchair at that time mm. and uh, was known to be in bad shape. And, of course, Dwight Clark just died of ALS, yep. uh, what, 
earlier this month, right? Just a couple not, of weeks not, ago. Yeah, not that a long ago. ago. Uh, so Keith Farnhorst dies. You but, know what I didn't know about him, Pat? I mean, I think a lot of people that watch those 49er teams growing up, like me, you knew he played for the Gophers. I didn't realize he had played at St. Cloud Tech before he played for the yeah, Gophers. Yeah, he was a St. Cloud Techer and a, and, a, and a very good Gopher. And his kid brother, Jimmy, followed him and uh, was a great Gopher. Probably just as good a Gopher as Keith. And played in the USFL for the Chicago Blitz and the Arizona Wranglers. And then he was with the 49ers. And uh, Jim was not quite the uh, player that his brother was out there as a linebacker. Mm -hmm. Great gopher. Terrific gopher. Jim, I I know him better than I know Keith. And he was a first-team All-Big Ten in 1981. And he was a three-time Super Bowl champion. So between the the brothers from St. Cloud, they had five Super Bowl rings. Now, if he had... Because I, I don't know the history behind it, because he played tight end for the Gophers. Yes, was the was the 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 plan the whole time when he was drafted to be to be switched to offensive I line? I can't remember that, but okay. I, I don't think anyone ever thought of him as a speedy tight end. His 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 weight was listed though six six and two seventy three. So in the eighties, even if he weighed two eighty. The demands for bulk were not no. nearly as high right. as they they would rather have the Forty ers rather have somebody to move than uh, to uh, you know just be a big brick. Well, especially in a Bill Walsh offense too, mm-hmm. because you know you the, 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 that was the uh, the West Coast version. Bill Walsh. That had to be fun though, winning a Super Bowl with oh. your brother from St. Cloud, Minnesota. That would be mm-hmm. pretty a cool. Couple Super Bowls That'd be pretty cool. Brother. Yeah, and uh, we also uh, Larry Hend- Hendrickson has died. Longtime hockey coach at Ridgefield, Darby's father, Darby and Dan played for him. Uh, won the state title with uh, Apple Valley in 1996. Wasn't that the game that went all night, bunch of overtimes? Didn't Apple Valley yes. win some crazy yes. game there? Might have been the semis or the. I don't know if it was the championship game that went all the overtimes. Uh, he led Apple Valley to three state uh, tournaments and they won it in '96. And he also took Richfield to the 1976 title game where they lost to Grand Rapids 4-3. Uh, of course, Richfield, back in the day, was, they don't even have hockey anymore, but they were a powerhouse back in the day. Larry was 75. I know he, I heard from somebody, a friend of his, he was going to the Mayo Clinic in April uh, for a real complicated heart surgery. And uh, uh, obviously it did not work out as they had hoped. Uh, he had also, he had the uh, Hendrickson Foundation, which had a lot to do with uh, uh, financing and helping to develop uh, sled hockey for, uh, you know, kids that are uh, mm-hmm. disabled, disabled kids. And uh, he was a very charitable guy, very high uh, energy guy. And uh, his teams uh, played a little bit physical, too, back in the day. He was a buddy of Herbie's, too. But, and hung around the Miracle on Ice team, and when they were practicing here, he was part of it. He served four years as the program director for the Herb Brooks Foundation. Uh, didn't took until 2010 to get him in the Minnesota High School Hockey Coaches uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, Louis was quoted in the uh, today in the uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press did a little bit on him, and Louis was talking what a good guy he was. And Larry, I, I knew him some, and I remember doing a column on him. Man, it had to be 15 years ago. I don't even know what the topic was. but uh, Would it have been uh, the start of the foundation, perhaps? Nah, I'm not sure. I don't think that was it. I, okay. I don't know what it was. It might have been commenting on 
changes in high school hockey or something. I don't know. Because I know that Darby and his brother are still really, you know, th- th- that's one of their really big passions is that project. And it's it really does make a difference in those kids' lives. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's a great cause. Uh, Darby, uh, of course, a great kid, and Dan and uh, the, the kids. And uh, uh, Larry, uh, Larry Hendrickson, uh, extremely uh, well-known in the Twin Cities hockey community. And uh, also Keith Fonhorst, uh, as they say, I did not know about the ailments he was suffering, but uh, dies at uh, age 66. Uh, St. Cloud Tech, I, I was, uh, of course, uh, worked up there two and a half years and uh, have an affinity for uh, St. Cloud uh, athletes and followed the Fawn Horse uh, close when they came down here and played for the Gophers. So uh, we shall return here. This is a ride with Racy. of the uh, twins, the Falvians, as I call them, are being applauded for sending Miguel Sano to uh, Class A to try to get himself right physically, uh, mentally, and, uh, and, and technically with the swing, right? Well, that's fine. And I, I think it is the right decision. But let's not applaud them because they've been here for two years now and have not gotten through to him right and when he showed up this spring everybody offered him the excuse of not being able to work out because he had the rod in the uh in his leg the, the little copper he was recovering from that surgery well uh when a guy shows up at 295 i don't think you should give him excuses because you don't have even though you can't work out you don't have to gain another 15 pounds in the winter, right? Well, that's just it. You have an obligation to be a professional. And somebody has to get to him, mm-hmm. right? So now they're sending him to Fort Myers, but they have, this is, he's now 25 years old and it's a wasted year. It's a, mm-hmm. if he comes back in July 15th, it's you know, too late, right? He can, I, he could have a couple of decent months, but they got to get him right. But what I, but, there's, there should be no applause for doing the right thing three months late, right? They, they should have confronted him. He, he was in Fort Myers. But they did it, don't you think? Don't, they they probably in, did it just to give him the chance to see what, what would become of this season. Here's the deal. In March, when they saw him, somebody should have said, uh, you know, we're going to be leaving here March 27th. 26th, I think it was. If you're not 275 by then, uh, you can just stay here, and we'll uh, we'll call you up when uh, when uh, when you're in condition to play baseball. He's not in condition to play baseball. The swing's messed up, everything else, but he's not in condition to play baseball. All you got to do is look at the, you know, even last year he wasn't anywhere near. This is not only 290 or 295 or whatever it is, but it's. It's a sloppy, you know. It's a right. it's a different look. It's not normal. It's it's well because a different it, the thing that bugged me about yesterday was the reaction of some people saying, "Well, he's still hitting higher than Buxton." Well, okay, <laughs> it's apples and oranges here, yes, folks, yeah. because well, Buxton's not a li- not only is he not a liability defensively, he's a plus defender when he's out in the field. And why are we patting Miguel Sano on the back for hitting two hundred three? 
Yeah, Why are we viewing that as a positive just because it's a higher batting average than Buxton? Who cares? It's it's he's still it's still terrible. By the way, uh, have you seen the latest about uh, in Twins camp? This from no. Mike Berardino. What? And Brian Murphy has a perfect response to this on Twitter. Uh, Mike Berardino tweeted: Jorge Polanco cut a finger on his throwing hand while slamming his hand in a car door. Rehab stint won't start Sunday as planned. Murphy responds, 2018 is radioactive. So he slammed a door on his hand. Yep. So he might have broken a finger. Uh, he cut a finger on his throwing hand. Mm-hmm. That's what's being reported. So he won't start. Okay. Nope. Uh, that means we're going to get more of Tyler. Oh, Taylor. I can't wait to <coughs> well, see that dynamic it, bat maybe in the lineup. If, uh, maybe if Polanco is delayed, then we'll get to see Nick Gordon. What right? is the rule, by the way? So he's he, he can be, come back to the team... 20 days before his suspension is lifted? Is that how that works? Uh, I don't know. Oh. oh. Oh, he can start working out, yes, 20 okay. days. 20 days, I believe, before the... Uh, he, he could he could play July 2nd, assuming there's no rainouts. Because uh, it's, it's, it has it's to be 80, 80 games. games. It has yeah. to be 80 Okay. What is, what is wrong with these guys? I know. I don't know. Why do they, they get why out of the car? They can't get out of their own way, no, it seems like. It's just, he can't get out of the car. <laughs> I don't know. What a bunch of jerks. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, so yesterday, so I looked this morning, we had a piece uh, a couple of days ago by a young man named Jake DePew who files, writes for our website once in a while. Yes. Yep. Five guys that twins could use, you know, John, mm-hmm. John Ryan Murphy. I never thought we'd say that. Nico Goodrum, who's hitting in the middle of the lineup for the Tigers and killing the twins mm-hmm. infielder. Daniel Polka, I wouldn't get too excited about that, but he's with the White Sox, and he's he's getting some walks, and he hits a home run. J.T. Chargois, and to me, the worst loss of all, Randy Rosario, the left-handed reliever who's 23 years old and is good enough to be with the Chicago Cubs who are going to win their division, okay? Mm-hmm. But that ain't it. I looked at... Uh, you found a few more. Now I ran across Annabelle Sanchez, oh, who God. the yeah. Twins brought to camp. Yeah. And then when they signed Lance Lynn, they took him off the 40-man and let him go, even though they thought they could fix him, right? That was, well, they fixed him, but they fixed him for Atlanta. Atlanta picked him up. Now, he pitched a little bit early, was okay. Then he was shut down for a while. I don't know what injury he had. But he's back again last night. Seven innings, no walks, six strikeouts, no runs. Sounds about right. He's now made six starts for... Atlanta, Anibal Sanchez, 193 ERA. Was it 85 no pitches? Walk. A very efficient 85, 85 pitches, pitches last, last night? Seven innings, yes. <laughs> Derek Rodriguez, Pudge's kid. They had him in the system. Mm-hmm. Six-year free agent. They let him go. Uh, they, they let him go. All of a sudden, about a month ago, he popped up with the Giants in the big leagues. The Giants signed him six league, six-year free agent. Last night, six and two-thirds innings for the Giants. Against the uh, Cardinals, I believe, right? I, I'm not sure if it was the Cardinals. Six and two thirty goes and gave up a run or two. We let him go. Pitcher, hard throw, right hander, good stuff. I did a piece on him about three years ago when they were converting him to a pitcher mm-hmm. down there. And we went out and signed Jason Castro, right? Mm-hmm. Kurt Suzuki. Yep. Wasn't a good enough pitch framer. So we went out to... Didn't throw enough people out. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have a pitch framer. We needed the pitch framer who yep. hits 205. Uh, Kurt Suzuki is 
played half the time for Atlanta last year, 81 games, 283, hit a bunch of home runs. And this year he's still hitting 274. Kurt, we had to get rid of him. One of the best guys in the clubhouse you could ever have. Esco's big buddy. Uh, you know, and a plucky, plucky catcher. And everybody who's ever played with him said he's one of the most professional guys they've ever had. We got to rid of him. You know what? I said yesterday, the new regime's on probation. I was just going to ask you about that. They are now on the worst possible No, not double secret. Double secret probation. Oh, my God. They are on (laughs) double secret probation. Yes. Double secret probation. Suzuki hit 19 home runs in 81 games last year. Yeah, how many Jason hit? But now, wait a minute. In retrospect, it is good, but remember how... Suzuki was the all-star in 2014. Yes. They signed him to the one-year deal. Yes. And a lot of people, myself included, were upset that they didn't in some way try to move him at the deadline and get, get something, something for, for him, him because Weeders had gotten hurt for the Orioles who were going to the playoffs and Yachty had gotten hurt for the Cardinals who were going to the playoffs. And then Terry gave him the two-year deal and everybody said, oh, they're throwing too much money at a guy that, well, that they could have resigned. Well, in 2015, he was their catcher and they went to the they they went down to the stretch. They were they were okay. No, I guess my, my my point was that they could have gotten something for him in return, but instead they signed him to the two-year extension. Well, you think they could have gotten something for him, but everybody who always says you could have gotten something for him, nobody knows if you can get anything for him. Everybody says, trades and all. You know what you get? Nothing. 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 Trade Dozier. Right now you were trading him at his lowest possible value. They'll trade him, but they could end up getting nothing. Uh because of that. So, anyway, well, Berardino reporting. Polanco slammed a car door on his finger. This is, that is when this year went off the rails, when Polanco, one of the least likely guys on a club to get popped for steroids, got popped for steroids, March 18th. Ever since then, nothing good's happened. Are we getting close to 2011? You can't yes. make it up. Yes, it is. With this team. The pitchers haven't started breaking down, though. But yeah. it wasn't 2011 when Pedro Hernandez made six starts yes, in September? Yeah. Remember, we were After. we found it a great story when he drove from, yeah. was it Indianapolis to Detroit? Yeah. To make the start in Detroit? And he wasn't starting in Rochester or wherever he was. or double. He wasn't starting down there, but he got up here and he was a starter. Let's he was throw him ace. in there. He was their ace. Yeah, they haven't gotten to that point yet. But, uh, You're getting close. Yeah. If it goes along with the theme of the 2010 Vikings, we just need the roof to cave in on Target Field, and we'll be set. Mm-hmm. Well, because <laughs> if it was going to go wrong that year, it went wrong. Let's see the uh, the boy geniuses are having a bad I, year, and every time you look at a box score, you say they let him get away too. I did say was it last month we did the steam zone? Yeah, I said my hot take was that they might not get to 70 wins if they're if they're out of it. And get closer to the trade deadline. Everybody. They start dumping everybody. Could be yeah. an ugly post All Star break. Yeah. Well, guess what, Manny? It's an ugly yeah. pre pre All Star. It's already ugly. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, the return. This is the ride with Racy on a Friday. Fun. That was part of the Friday Fun Fest. That's not a bad version of Gentle on My Mind by Lucinda Williams. Hey, uh, I got a question for you two Jets. Sure. Now, I wrote the column that appeared on Thursday that uh, com- that compared the actions of the NFL a- after making it perfectly clear these were two far different issues. 
the Kaepernick kneeling for the anthem and the Luke Heimlich, uh, you know, the juvenile crime committed uh, sexual offense. Made it clear, but I wrote a column saying that both they were both were blacklisted and the leagues were a bunch of cowards. And I got a, I got, I was, I don't know if you were here. I got a retweet. I got a response from LeVar Ball. Really? Yeah. The LeVar Ball. How? Yeah, it looked like him. It looked like it was authentic. He says, how can you compare these two, you bleep bird? You know, you can't compare these two, you bleep bird. What do you think the odds of LeVar having read the column? Zero. Uh, were Zero. Having read Zero. it, or if he just saw the headline. And I'll tell you. If he just saw the fact that they were in the same sentence. This, as you well know, Patrick, this happens all the time because most of the people that react to things yes, oh, on react, social media, yeah. they never read the actual yeah. article. Well, I, it's There were 500 and some comments, and I might have looked at 30 of them because it, they bored me. But the, that you read through them, and they... The arguments they are making against the column were ones that were addressed in the column. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Is that uh, yeah, yeah. It, for the most part, they don't read it. They read the first graph and then they start commenting. Yes, which they again, newspapers love that apparently. So anyway, I just I'm I'm proud to have been called a bleep bird by Levar, Levar but I wish he'd read the column because he obviously well and he's the king of them so he would know yes, so he you know. you expert. have been authenticized he's an, authenticized? He's an expert yeah. on it. Yes, yes exactly all right and what he's do got we his own issues right now with the what recently came out about him and his wife and all that stuff mm-hmm. so he should uh, worry about his own stuff but anyway sorry. all righty. Uh, this portion is sponsored by UPSjobs.com. Want a great job with benefits? UPS is hiring part-time package handlers throughout the Twin Cities. $15 per hour and up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Apply now at UPSjobs.com. Second round of the 118th U.S. Open is going on right now. Dustin Johnson started the day tied with three others for the lead at one under par. He finished the day at four under. We now have a couple of people making a charge, Patrick. Yes. Ian Poulter is now at two under. He is in second place. Justin Rose at one under in third. Uh, Those Scott, damn Brits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Piercy and Charlie Hoffman are, are even. And They're playing a different golf course late this afternoon. Yes, they are. There's no wind Yep, so. yes, they are. By the way, if you are wondering, Tiger finished at 10 over. The projected cut is now at 8 over. It looks like he is not going to make it. Why doesn't it. he just quit? Yeah. Why doesn't he just hang it up? He's got to have something better to do with his life. Maybe he can be a teaching pro somewhere at Seminole or something. Or right just there. drive that yacht around everywhere. Yeah. That's what I do. He just can't play anymore. Right. Forget it, Tiger. Uh, Twins start the first of a three-game series tonight against the Tribe in Cleveland. Uh, Joe Maurer set to return after his most recent DL stint. Kyle Gibson will start opposite Indians ace right-hander Corey Kluber. First pitch from Progressive Field is at 6'10". How about this nugget on Corey Kluber, by the way? We know he's good. Might be the best pitcher in the American League. Since May 8th, he has faced 168 batters. Yes, Zero walks. Zero walks. Zero walks. Uh, what that are they, what is are they hitting impressive. against him then? They're not too much. No. no, he's been great again. Uh, John had we one. should mention the Polanco item there. Uh, yes, Jorge Polanco. Uh, Mike Berardino reports that Jorge Polanco has uh, cut his finger slamming it in a car door. So his rehab uh, assignment will not begin as scheduled on Sunday. Uh, so that will be pushed back. Now, do we know if this was like. 
LeBron James-esque where he was angry about something I and don't, he slammed the door very I don't hard. Know. And, or was this like trying to get out of the Vietnam War and he uh, shot himself <laughs> no. in the foot? No, I, think no, I just, don't think uh, so. <laughs> I think he was probably distressed. Somebody probably yelled, hey, Jorge, and he was, uh, he was he lost his uh, tension. Yeah. That's, that's what just, I'd say. They just can't get out of their own way right now. Now, we already have, we usually have in the 4 o'clock hour of this day in history, but I had to bring this one up, Pat. MLB history, 1976. All right. The Pirates and the Houston Astros were rained in at the Astrodome. Ten inches of rain fell on the city, and only members of both teams were able to make it to the stadium and had to stay there. Umpires, fans, and stadium personnel were unable to do so back in 1976. Wow, they, uh, rain the only rained in ever in MLB okay. history. Did they play it? No. Well, they. I'm sure they ended up, not that day, but they ended no up. people there. Yeah, because there was nobody there, to, to, oh, yeah. except for the players. Hell, I would have played it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NBA draft is less than a week away. The Timberwolves hold the number 20th pick overall. Who might they take? Well, Pat, our Darren Doogie Wolfson joined Mackey and Judd earlier today and dropped this one. Guys like DiVincenzo Villanova has been in. Grayson Allen of Duke was in yesterday. By the way, he put on a show at the Creative Arts Agency Pro Day in L.A. a few weeks back with Tibbs in attendance. You know, So Grayson Allen is in the mix. I may, Dear Lord. I may have an opportunity to be in Coach Thibodeau's presence before the draft. Oh, you don't say. For mm-hmm. 10 really? minutes. Really? No, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say Come on now. I I've been I've been the one guy in town that hasn't been ripping you. Come on, you don't draft this guy. You've, that, you 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 putting a red cape in front of a bull there if you do that. And he plays hard for forty eight minutes. Actually, I want him to draft him. As I said, having Phil Fleck and him in town together, I wouldn't be able to retire for another five years. As I was going to say, dear Lord, I haven't th- I haven't <laughs> begged you for something this hard since the Gophers were looking for a head football coach. Mm-hmm. Please let the Timberwolves draft Grayson. Wouldn't Allen. that be something if you could actually be a team where Christian Leitner wasn't the biggest jackass, from, <laughs> wasn't the biggest jackass from Duke ever to be on your team? You got you could be oh, out jackassed on Duke players. That, that is a be. great point. And I that hadn't even hard. thought of that. <laughs> he was about as big a jackass as you I've two. Ever. Are you too young to uh, remember him? Oh uh, God, no. Me? Uh, yeah. He was an awful, awful. Hell awful yes, I remember Leitner. Awful person. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. Is he, he better now? Is no, he, oh, remember no. he jo- he was he on Mackey and Jed's show and hung up on him. <laughs> no, he's not. He's the same. He was, guy. He was promoting something. Buffalo they, Wild Wings. He, he was doing in, like a. He put in the plug for Buffalo Wild Wings and all. And up. said, "Peace out, fellas. I got my plug in. I'm <laughs> going to get married, paid." Uh, I think he married Don't a local guy. Yeah, that's right. See, see, Kenny. While everybody else hated Christian Leitner for what he was at Duke, I hated him when he was with the Timberwolves when oh, I was a ten year old kid and watching. Yes, and every time he missed a layup, how'd you get along with him, Pat? I couldn't stand him. Oh, well, not that you had any. That team had Jr. and him. That was oh, that was boy. quite a combination. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that, that. Leopold Loeb. Uh, Here is your World Cup scoreboard. By the way, uh, we know Russia beat Saudi Arabia yesterday five to nothing. Today, Uruguay beat Egypt one to nothing. Iran beat Morocco one to nothing, and Portugal and Spain had a three three. And Ronaldo's winner is worth look. A tire. Ronaldo's that, goal that tied it is worth taking a look at on the uh, that uh, on the video. That Bill Blair year was uh, something, wasn't it? Pat, oh, with the it was Wolves. fantastic. Yeah, yes. I. Uh, can't tell half the stories. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> Ronaldo through the wall! Christian!
Mr. Collar is in here. Uh, we're going to be uh, winding down uh, minicamp and uh, all sorts of uh, football talk when we get back. But uh, did you see that uh, tying goal by Ronaldo, sir? I did not. I was grinding the football film. This okay, episode. well... It was I hear a, he's good well, at soccer, One of the though. great sliders of all time. He shot it out around the wall, and it came back in, and the goalie didn't even move. It was in the net. It was fantastic. The World Cup is the only time that I ever watch mm-hmm. any soccer. Uh, I've been trying to pay attention by reading about the United, but I haven't made it to a game. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, by the way, big, big talker today on the uh, uh, Mackie and Judd show. Jimmy, uh, some guy named, what? who is this guy? Uh Sporting news guy, Sean Devaney, uh, yes. writer. Yep. He, uh, get used to this, folks. We got months of this coming up. Oh, until, yeah. At least until the cat man uh, signs his extension. Uh, the uh, Jimmy Butler is uncertain about playing with Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> is, uh, is one of his uh, sources familiar with the situation. Told Sporting News that Jimmy Butler is uncertain about playing with Andrew Wiggins. Butler had problems last season with Wiggins. His work ethic and his approach on the defensive end of the floor. Thimino has had similar problems with Wiggins in the past, too, and he had some hope that bringing a tough-minded veteran like Becker Butler into the locker room would spur Wiggins to improve. It didn't. I'm not sure that uh, Butler wasn't just as upset with Towns at times uh, for his defensive oh, for sure. effort, don't you think? I would so imagine it was I think I it's it was just uh, Wiggins is the popular target, but mm-hmm. uh, as far as defensive efforts concerned, Towns certainly has no advantage over Wiggins, and in fact, I'd say right. Wiggins is probably better on that. The other angle he has is uh, that uh, Tyus met with Tibbs last month and considered requesting a trade. Mm-hmm. He was assured that he'd get more opportunity with Jamal Crawford gone. Uh, but this has become Tyus wants a trade from a kid from Apple Valley. It's such a bad situation, such a poisonous situation, according to the morning show, that Tyus wants a trade. I, I And you don't know what? Know if anybody give me anything for Tyus, I'd trade him. I'm not a Tyus guy. I think as a backup point guard, I think he's fine. He's okay. okay. I think he's what fine. would he get on the open market, Manny? If, if Tyus Jones was to hit free he'd agency... Be, uh, he'd be a throw-in on some other deal. Well, no, 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 somebody, no. I'm just saying if somebody, he was a street free agent, what, what would he somebody get? Somebody would probably... Because he's a quality backup point guard. I mean, he's not going to start for anybody. But he's a quality backup point guard. Somebody will give him something around seven or... Matthew Delvadova got... Eight yes. nine million dollars a year from the Milwaukee Bucks. But was a that a years product ago. of the the cap explosion though? Because wasn't he part of those guys that yeah, all got those big deals? Yeah, it was part of it. But Delvadova was also coming off a playoff run with the Cavs, where he basically got benched. He was not even like a non factor by the time they got to the finals and beat okay. the Warriors. And he got the Bucks through thirty eight a three year whatever thirty eight oh. million at at him. So wow. Tyus will get. Seven, eight, nine, somewhere between seven and ten million. And by, they, uh, they also today, uh, Mackey wanted to trade Wiggins and the twentieth, and maybe somebody else to San Antonio for Kawhi, who's got one year left. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who refused to play for the best coach in the NBA. Popovich. Probably the best coach in NBA history. Yes, Popovich. He no. wouldn't play for Popovich, and Popovich basically tried to coax him back in the lineup. And finally gave up, right? In March, 
finally yeah. gave up trying to get him some, in the lineup. There was some but we want to give up injury stuff. Wiggins and the draft choice in order to get a guy come up here who's not going to play here either. If he if he doesn't get to go where he wants to, he's not going to play. He's going to say yeah. he's hurt. He is now. A I, guy, I wouldn't touch him with a hundred foot pole. I don't you imagine no, Kawhi because he won't play. But you don't. But, he refused to play for seventy games. Well, he didn't but, play all year, did he? But is that he, because he like, he, I think he played like nine or ten games? Yeah. Do we know the extent though of if that was one hundred percent a Kawhi decision or, or was well, it a mix? They of, cleared he, him to play and I, I will, Christmas. I will say that his uncle. Has been the rumors have been that his uncle, who's kind of like his, I don't know if his uncle is actually like technically his agent, but his uncle is just kind of like an advisor for him, mm-hmm. and that his uncle has been kind of chirping in his ear behind the scenes and not, <laughs> not too happy right. without. They didn't, they didn't, not, they didn't, they didn't like how they treat you know how they handled his injury, how they diagnosed diagnosed his injury at the start. I got to think and, behind behind his tight lipped uh, approach uh, and not sharing anything. Popovich can't wait to get rid of him. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And if he wants out of San Antonio, got fine. A, but the idea that he wants out of San Antonio, but he's going to come to Minnesota and play 75 games, you got to be nuts. Play 43 minutes a night yes. under Tibbs. This yeah. screams of a recipe of him joining LeBron wherever oh, LeBron yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so the The Laker to, rumors are already Laker. swirling around. Him and uh, him and LeBron and Paul George. Paul George. That's, that's what everybody thinks that all three of them are going to end up in L.A. That's is good. Le- the Lakers should be good. The is, Lakers have had a slump here, man. Is George a free agent or is he an opt out? Paul George. Paul, he can. Yeah, he's he's he can opt out, which he's going to, and become a free agent. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. gone, and that's yeah. why we're going to trade Wiggs and Georgie to to Oklahoma City. Okay. And we'll even give him the 20th and we get Steven Adams and we'll take Carmelo off their hands. You really and think Sam Presti's going to be yes, okay with He's going to make this deal. Wait, isn't the 20th Oklahoma City's pick? Yes, it is. Yeah, we'll yeah. give it back to him. They can have her. <laughs> hey, we're, you can have your we're pick back. feeling generous. And we'll give you a Justin Patton, too, after we have to cut his foot off uh, and uh, put, a, put on a... And we'll we've give had you so a... much luck with big guys with bad feet. Let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, tie our wagon to this kid. And we'll give you our first-round pick that didn't play all year. Yes. <laughs> yeah, who uh, hasn't played yet. All right, we'll be back. What the hell's going on out here? Well, Nick's scared because his eyelids are jammed in his old man's hair. We need a live was it a live rooster? We need a live rooster to take the curse off Jose's glove, and nobody seems to know what to get Millie or Jimmy for their wedding present. Is that about right? That's right. We're yeah. dealing with a lot of okay, Well, uh, candlesticks always make a nice gift, and uh, maybe you can find out where she's registered, maybe a place setting or maybe a silverware pattern. Okay, let's get to it. Let's go. Uh, 20 years ago today, uh, Bull Durham was released. and uh, 30 years ago. 30, yeah. 88, 88. 88, yeah. yeah. What am I thinking of? 30 years ago. I, there, it's uh, interesting for a couple of reasons. A, it's uh, my second favorite baseball movie next to uh, the original Major League. Mm-hmm. Better than uh, Field of Dreams. And uh, B, I think it's the last movie anybody ever liked, uh, whatchamacallit in, right? Yeah. Uh, Costner? Costner. It's the last movie anybody ever liked Costner in, I think. I remember 
years. Well, Dances with Wolves was pretty good. I think a lot of people like that. Then he came up with the one where he's, you know, the Armageddon one when he's out there floating around uh, by himself in the world. Oh, Waterworld. 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 Yeah, yeah. That wasn't too good. I knew he was in trouble when I was in a movie one day waiting and we were watching the previews and it was the one where he somebody throws a bottle in the ocean and after his wife dies and he picks it up on the shore i i don't know and then he ends up dying and when he's sailing at the end or something or, I, don't know I can't remember what one. what the name of it somebody was somebody probably tweeted us but his back is turned to the camera in the preview <laughs> okay on the shore and he's standing on the shore and they do this like 45 seconds sentimental buildup of the the heartbreak that's in that bottle and somebody is going to find the bottle and and uh and it turns around and it's him and the crowd goes oh (laughs) 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 the people in the crowd and it wasn't wasn't a you know it was just a normal movie audience and they went oh god costner that was bad but bull durham was dang a fine entertainment there's no doubt about it there's no doubt about it I guess I got to throw the uh, natural in there somewhere, too. That might be better than Field of Dreams, too. So. Yeah. Bull Durham, number two, Major League, couldn't be beat. That was. Uh, and the sequel of Major League, that's like my 137th favorite baseball movie. <laughs> Worst sequel of all time. Worse than Caddyshack, too, which is saying something. We'll be back. Matthew Collar will talk some ball, football.